This is the Katoz podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 5, Episode 4. Holistic Health, the Heart. Hi, I'm Michael. Welcome back to the Catalyst podcast. As I'm making this, it's coming towards the end of 2022. So I hope that your year has been an amazing one for you. And even if it hasn't, (laughs) it's nearly done. And so whenever you're listening to this and wherever you are, you're very welcome. And I hope that we can give you some stuff today that's going to help you in your little journey. So I'd like to say a massive thank you to our sponsor. They are the Masterclass Sessions. If you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself on the next Masterclass Session. session. (laughs) They are world-class people from all around the world who are really good at what they do. And they give masterclasses. And every month you can go to these masterclasses and you can actually ask them questions and learn from them. I think they're absolutely fantastic and very proud to have them as my sponsor. So if you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself on. If you send me a quick email to michael at catalyst.co.uk, you can be in with a chance to win a whole year's worth of subscription to masterclass sessions completely free. Um, if you just say something that you like from today's episode or on any of our social medias, if you just comment on there and say something that you like, we've had several people already win a whole year subscription. They've been very grateful for that. And we also have a second competition, which is to celebrate the release of my second book, Loving Leadership. Again, if you just comment on social media or send me an email, something you like from today's episode, you'll be on a chance of winning a free signed copy sent to your house, wherever you live, uh, of my second book. So if you want to win a competition, um, you can do those things. So over the previous episodes, we've been revisiting my first book, Guidelines for a Holistic Happy Life, and looking at the philosophy that I created about five years ago of five different ways to look after your health and look after yourself in our modern world. So we looked at, started with the body, very important, and then we looked at the mind. And last time we were looking at spirituality, whatever that means to you, how you take care of your spirit. Remember I said, you know, we're not the centre of the universe. How do you handle that? So today I want to look at one of my favourite topics, which is the heart. So there's so much to say about this topic, but I'll start by saying in the book, if you've not read it, I talk about 10 gifts that your heart can give you and 10 suggestions of ways of being in your heart that you can cultivate kindness, patience, forgiveness, generosity, giving, trust, empathy, solidarity, support, and vulnerability and the format was I'd talk a little bit about each one and then give a, a real story of what it's, where it's been demonstrated to demonstrate its application in real life and then suggest an opportunity of how you can cultivate it in your life and I wanted to start by reading a story from the support kind of part of the heart because I thought this was a very apt one for what we've all been going through recently. He was at his lowest He left his bed for several hours of relative inactivity each day, but not much else. Waves of depression and anxiety came unbidden and engulfed him, disempowering him completely. And yet, she visited him every day. She brought him sandwiches, she made polite talk, she believed in him, and she held on to hope for him. He could not see it, so she had to see it for him. And for that, in time, he would be very grateful. As she drove away each day, he had a moment each time where he felt a bit better, a bit more capable, and a bit more loved. And for him, it kept him going. It was his everything. 
So I wanted to start with that because I think you can hear, can't you? That is the heart in a nutshell, all about giving, helping other people, supporting others, and doing so from a place that is for other people and and, um, can create some wonderful things that you might not know at the moment. I guess it's being diligent and believing in people, wanting to help them. And so now five years on, I'm very relieved (laughs) to be able to tell you that after five years of running a business, I can see that these aspects of cultivating these aspects in, in our hearts and demonstrating them towards people, being kind, being supportive, being trusting, etc. They're essential. They are absolutely essential in business because what they do is help create relationships that can stand through very difficult things. In my opinion, if we don't cultivate these aspects and treat people this well, then our relationships are transactional and they're just of preferences, meaning if you know if we don't take the effort make the effort to really come from this this loving place then our business is just transactional we just exchange things money for time etc and you know people like you but you'll just be somebody's preference and then one day you won't be their preference and there's no reason why they should stay loyal to you and i've seen that i said it's very interesting i'd say only a very very small amount of people i've dealt with if i had to put a percentage on it it's like 0.02 percent of people have acted like that and don't see the value in it. So, for example, I only last week I had somebody text me and they text me something completely, it wasn't for me. And I said, oh, I think you've got the wrong number, etc. Nothing back. Now, to me, that's a missed opportunity. They could have gone, oh, sorry about that, my mistake, etc. And yet they just didn't. Now, maybe they didn't because they, you know, they're busy or whatever. But the effect had on me was, oh, this person doesn't care about me. They've just tried to contact me and get something from me. And I've told them it's not the right person and they've just blanked it. So... The, all these little opportunities to be there for each other and to help each other. Now, seeing them in hundreds and hundreds of situations and scenarios, I've seen the people that demonstrate these gifts, that cultivate a, you know, a, a huge heart. I have seen some incredible men and women. So I've seen these people, and it's very affirming for me to say this, make this real. And so I, when I wrote this book, that's what I thought was right and what I thought I wanted to do to help people. But I have seen so many examples now of people that are doing these things, that are being kind and being patient and being forgiving in the business world as well as outside the business world. And so it's really nice to have, to be proven, not even proven, but to be affirmed that the people that are doing the best work are doing these things. You know, you hear about what are people's issues right now in business, many, but one of them is recruitment and retention. Well, I'm pretty sure if you're kind and patient, forgiving and generous and giving and trustful, empathetic, show solidarity, support and are vulnerable with your people, they'll want to stick around. So I can also see and hear that when I wrote this, these were like the early seeds for what eventually would be my second book, which is Loving Leadership. I felt so strongly that we should live from the heart and demonstrate our, ourselves and our businesses and base everything on this love that I can see how it, it then became the main thing the main way really that I do everything that I do is from the heart and, and through the heart and we've learned haven't we through this pandemic and through as the pandemic continues for certain people moves into different stages for others into problems with all sorts going on in the world these things continue to be so essential if you think back to when you were experiencing lockdowns how patient do we have to be I don't know about you I had to be so patient I spent 12 weeks in the house on my own it was ridiculous. How forgiving did we have to be of people when they were snapped at us and they were angry and they were upset? 
how generous that we have to be with our time and with our consideration of other people. Maybe when they, they said and did things, no, I did. Where you just think, oh, that's not like them. You know, how much do we have to give and trust? Perhaps we gave free advice or we said to people, you can pay later because you're struggling to pay your bills and we trusted that they would do the right thing by us or we we sat and listened to them online or in person and demonstrated empathy and solidarity by just saying, I'm here for you, you know. So it's very interesting to see that these gifts continue to be relevant and I don't think I'm ever going to reach a point where I'll just say nope shut up shop don't be kind to people anymore Uh, close your heart the world is not worth it and so I wanted to um, give you ways to go further with this because as you know over the last few episodes even if you've never read the book you don't have to read the book we've been reflecting on the, the framework of the book but I wanted to give you more so that, you know, perhaps even if you have read the book, you think, that's all great, Mike, but I know that. I want something more today. I got you. Don't worry. I've really thought about this and how, firstly, if you are living from a place of love and from the heart, you are to be commended. It is not easy. It is not easy at all. Every parent, if you're a parent, listen to this. If you're a business owner choosing to, you know, put your money where your mouth is in relation to your people, everybody says they love their people. Are you proving it with your money and your time and your effort? I commend all of you. I think you're all amazing people because it's very difficult. It is very, like everything, it is difficult and it's worth it, isn't it? So I've got three things that I think can help. One's a book recommendation and just a little, my little take on it. Another one is a a music video that I definitely recommend that you check out. And the third one is something just as a suggestion. So firstly, there's a book called uh, The Power of Moments by two brothers, Chip and Dan Heath. Now, if you check out Chip and Dan Heath, they've written some amazing stuff. It's excellent for business. But as you know, from all these podcasts, I've been expressing that some of the best things in business are just great for relationships. And this is all about the power of moments and how to build moments that matter, that you enjoy, happy memories, basically. How to build some happy memories. And they come up with this fantastic framework and there's all these 10 different bits. I've used it with clients this year. I've used it myself. It's brilliant. But I've realized that you don't even have to be in business. These can just be ways that you can um, just enjoy your life. And they talk about one of the things they talk about is peak moments. And they say, well, a peak moment is where you're taken out of yourself, out of the normal kind of drudgery of every day into this moment, this peak experience. So it might be you go on a holiday or you achieve something or you have this wonderful spontaneous moment of laughter. You know, something, something amazing happens. You just think, ah, that was, that's great. That's a peak moment. It's a moment that elevates you above and beyond the normal. So if you think back to this year, I bet you've had some amazing peak moments. Some of mine, I've got a wall in my office that's just full of peak moments. Now, some of them were exactly planned and went hopefully as I wanted them to. A lot of them weren't, though. A lot of them were spontaneous or random. They just happened and I clicked a photo to just try and capture it. And they all involve other people as a, as a given. And so that's really helpful, thinking, yeah, for your heart, you want to have these happy and peak moments. But I, I wanted to add a little bit more to that. So they don't talk about this, but this is just my take on it. Well, if you think about it, the opposite of a peak is a trough, yeah, and you're going down, and you're in a really bad time, and so these moments are going to happen, aren't they? If you have a peak moment, you are going to have a trough moment. What goes up must come down. You cannot just keep going up and up and up forever. It doesn't happen. 
So, okay, fair enough, those moments are just going to happen. It's not particularly helpful. But this is what I'm trying to get at. Cultivating steady moments. If you think about the ECG, up and down, up and down, that's going to be exhausting for you. If your heart, you're depressed, and then you're ecstatic, and then you're depressed. That's manic depressives. Right? That's, that's a psychological condition. People can't regulate themselves. They're up, and then they're down. They're, they're in peak moments, and they're absolutely manic, and then they can't get out of bed. Well, we don't want that if it's possible to happen to you. So cultivating the steady moment is like the, the straight line across. It's just nice and calm. Nothing too amazing or terrible is happening. Just easy. And that's that will be what I suggest in relation to your heart. So I'll give an example. I do a lot of peak performances and a lot of work where I, they are peak moments and they help people to come out of themselves and we enjoy it together. Everything's great. But I've learned afterwards that I will then dip naturally because you can't stay in that state forever. And so I don't then try and create another peak moment to bring myself up and get my heart going and say, yeah, come on, keep going. I just bring myself back to the middle. So I might sip the cup of tea, do a bit of meditation, spend some time away from my phone, spend some time in silence, have some time out walking, have some time reading a book, you know, something that just brings me back to the middle. So cultivating those steady moments actually allows your heart to recover because when you're down, as we know, you feel rubbish and so you're just trying to get through it, it's quite stressful. And when you're up, these peak moments are great, but they usually expend a lot of energy and take a bit out of you. Trying to get just back to the middle and cultivating that. So thinking, you could say today, how can I have some steady moments throughout my week? Just nice and steady, nothing too crazy. And that's really, really helpful because we can't always cultivate peak moments, can we? Sometimes these things we think are gonna be great and we're gonna be full of love and amazing, say a holiday, and it doesn't go that way. <laughs> and that's okay, but we can cultivate those middle bits. So again, what do they sound like? What do they look like? Time on your own or time in quiet. You're trying to reduce that stimulation and not up and down, not up and down, just steady. Just steady moments. So cultivating those moments allows your heart to kind of regenerate and just go back into like, all right, cool. Kind of like when you're asleep and your body's able to go, great, they're asleep. Let's go into a different mode here and, and recover and regenerate. So make sure to check out The Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath and just cultivate those steady moments where you allow your heart to just kind of like regenerate for a minute. Nothing's being asked of it. It's not trying to give anything. Nothing's being taken away. It's just steady. The second aspect to looking after your heart and, and cultivating your heart and living from this place of love is the number one objection that I always get from people and they say yeah but Mike I've had my heart broken I've been hurt by my loved ones and isn't it rubbish Bob Marley amazing musician Bob Marley said everyone's gonna hurt you everyone's gonna hurt you and it's true isn't it we think the people that are gonna hurt us might be our clients or our customers or people we don't know that well and they're often the people that we know the best <laughs> and they're people we love the most and they hurt us the most and you think really you're like living in my heart you're in here you're as close as you can be to me and you're gonna do that really are you gonna say that and it's awful isn't it so painful so so painful and that pain is is real it's not made up it's completely real what do you do with that that's the number one objection i always get to people I say yeah well that's this is all very good to a point mike but what about when you're broken by somebody? What do you do? Oh, you know me. <laughs> I've always got something for you. I want you to watch the video called, it's called Another Chance by the DJ Roger Sanchez. It's from, I think it's from the 90s. It's an upbeat, like, dance song 
I'll include the link in the show notes, but in it there's a woman. And that I watched this video years ago and this image stayed with me forever. Because in my opinion, right, if you think about it, a broken heart, you got this image of your heart being broken. We, you need an image that is stronger and better and more capable than that image to move towards. Otherwise, you're just going to dwell on the image. And in this video, this is exactly why I love this video. We talk about a harp. A heart's just an organ. What we're really talking about is an abstract concept. This heart, this, this center of our being where love lives. And in it, there's a woman, she's walking around the city and she's got a heart that's like the size of a big dog. It's huge. It's like the size of a, almost a small TV. And she's carrying it around the city and she, everyone's looking at her and she's just got this nice big heart. And it starts to shrink as she goes about her day and people start, you know, hurting and interacting. At one point, it's really small. It's still bigger than a normal heart, but it's really small. And she talks to this guy and she goes for a coffee with him. And the next day it's grown. It's even bigger because she feels better than it was before. And then he sees her from afar and decides, well, I'm not going to talk to her now. And what I love best about it is she doesn't need him. She just carries on doing her thing. And it's it's now the size of like, it's huge size of a door. She can barely get through the door. Now, the reason I'm saying that is the metaphor that we pick for our heart and what it's capable of really matters. So if your heart, if you think of your heart like a small, broken, frail little thing, oh, I can't give any more love. I've given everything. There's nothing left. Well, that's what you'll live, and, and that's what I know some people do live. And when I challenge them with this and challenge myself, I say, your heart is massive. It's unfounded, un, unlimitable. Is that, is that a word? <laughs> you, you give love and love remains. You can't, you can't stop. And so we come back to this thing, you know, everyone's going to hurt you, the Bob Marley quote. But the second part of the quote, he says, you're going to choose the ones worth suffering for. If they're people that you really love, they are worth that suffering, you know, for yourself. We hurt ourselves, don't we? But we're worth suffering for. Our heart is massive. And if you think of that heart, your heart being the size of a door or a house, you've got space for a few cuts and bruises and broken bits because of the size of it. Remember I said last week about these huge images of nature like the sky and, and the ocean. Our heart, in my opinion, is the same thing. It's just got that ability to just keep giving and keep growing it never ends so the next time you're thinking about that about being hurt by people just think where are the limits on your heart how much can it give how much can it take you'd be surprised just how much it can actually keep giving it never it never ends it we give up on ourselves on our own heart before we before it gives up on us and the last thing is i wanted to just finish by reading an extract again from the book because I was told by a friend once that if you start from good intentions, whatever you do, whatever happens, generally good stuff will come from that. You can track it back to good intentions. And that's what I suggest in your business and in your life, is create from that place of love. You hear people say all the time, do what you love. Well, that's one part of it. You might love something, be passionate for it. I'd expand that to say, instead of saying do what you love, I'd say do from love, create from love, a love for other people as well as for the thing that you're interested in. So if you're really interested in, I don't know, widgets or fixing cars, you come from that place of love, but allow that love to expand and to inform your interactions with people and, and everything about that thing that you love. Create from the place of love. You're going to write a book. You're going to make a podcast. You're going to create a service. You're going to make a product. Whatever you're going to do, if you come from this place of love, this unfathomable, amazing, unlimited place, the things that you're going to create are a next level, the books that I write, the podcast, I mean, everything I do, 
I try and start from this place of love. I don't start from a place of fear and a, a place of disparity and a place of lack because that's desperate and that's cold and it will come across. Everything you make will have this element of, that's all right to a point. But again, going back to creating from that place of forgiveness and generosity and giving and trust and kindness, you're telling me you're not going to create some amazing stuff if you dip into that heart that's the size of a door, you know? So to finish, I'd like to just read this to you. So here we are, forever grateful and in awe of the deepest of treasures held deep within us, our hearts. May you always live aware of this most beautiful of treasures, which you carry inside your chest. You're a walking miracle, and the wonderful capacity of your heart sings testament to this. Your heart can heal, soothe, calm, inspire, and ignite. So live through your heart, see and breathe through it, and true joy will be a way of life for you. I wish your heart to be healthy, to be joyous and full, and to grow stronger each day and bring you deep peace. So until we talk again, just pick something from today. Watch that video, check out the book by Chip and Dan Heath. Think about where can I create from a place of love. Perhaps think about one of the 10 aspects of the heart, kindness, vulnerability, solidarity, empathy, and where you've been demonstrating already and where can you demonstrate it further and live it further. And just try something. See if you can get that heart size of a house bigger, bigger. <laughs> See what comes from it. But even if you don't, just know that right now, just as you are, you are in somebody's heart. Somebody loves you very, very much. Okay? Take care and speak soon. So today's random positive fact is a brilliant one and it's about the human heart. Did you know that your heart generates enough energy to drive a truck 20 miles every single day so if you added that up over the course of a lifetime your heart could power you to the moon and back